The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Do you use an app to track your kids? If you do, you're not alone. A recent survey suggested about 20% of parents with children between 13 and 17 admitted to tracking their kids. But the question is, should you do it? Gail Bell is the co-founder of Parenting Power, and she joins us this afternoon. Hold on just a second, Gail. Hi, Gail. How are you? I'm very well. Thank you for having me. Okay, so what do you think about this tracking your kids thing? Well, with anything, there is pros and cons, right? So I think because it is available, some parents are using it. I think if parents are choosing to use it, there is an absolute must, and that is that your children know that you are using that app. So before we get to that, because I think consent is a huge part here, um, do, do you do it? Would you do it? I have to tell you, I never have and I never will. And I have two teenagers. I have one uh, 16 in grade 11, and I have one that's at Fershire University. No, I wouldn't. Um, why why not? Um, I feel that as a parent, that it is our responsibility to model trust and honesty and responsibility with our children. Yes. Um, so the choice not to use it is a, a personal family absolutely. choice. We have very clear expectations. When when our children got phones, um, one was in grade seven and one was in grade eight. Yeah. Now we know the average age for a child to get a phone in Canada is grade four. Oh, yeah. Okay. So that's changed drastically. Um, we set very clear um, guidelines around use of that phone. Um, but it was a use of phone. It was not a tool for us to track them. But when our children were out, we also had very clear expectations about where they could go and how that they needed, to, when they needed to be home as well. But we need to, we, we feel as a family that we need to teach our children responsibility um, when they're outside of the home. Mm-hmm. So if you don't feel safe, what do you do versus us checking on them and where they are? You know what, Gail, um, I, I'm on the same side as, as you are on on this one, but there are a lot of folks out there that are apparently that are using these apps to do uh, what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and as you mentioned, the one thing that uh, needs to be done is that all parties involved know about it. It's not being used to spy on your kids, but, um, you know, that, that there has to be consent Given that's what they're, they're, uh, the experts say, consent is a must in these cases. Yes, and I'm not sure um, through our coaching practice at Parenting Power, we don't always hear that. We'll, we say, well, we don't check their phone, but when they're in the shower, we might just creep a little, and that's a neat, you know. So we encourage them to be much more honest with their kids that their phone, you know, if the parents are paying for it, you know, they should, mm-hmm. for safety reasons, they should know their passwords. So there are some restrictions. It's not just handing a device over to a child and saying having fun. Mm-hmm. Now tracking them i think if a family decides to do that that that's a personal choice there's no one right way to parent however we need to be very clear and honest with our kids about why we're doing that and then i think the parents i would really encourage the parents to be really honest with themselves how many times are they checking where their kids are are they really checking just to see if they got home safe now you know there's an example where a father is checking his son at university yes he is not a child he is an adult he was 21 years old 
Yes. Ah. So you can see the father's side. I mean, if we, you know, let's not throw judgment in here. He believes that, you know, um, he's checking on his son's safety. Um, I think that's, I do believe that's crossing the line. He's an adult. And here's the deal. Your child's phone can be in their dorm room. And they sure don't need to be in their dorm room. So you may know where their phone is, or your 13-year-old, or your 16-year-old, or your 10-year-old. Yeah. Um, if that's so, you know, you can know where their phone is. That is no assurance that the child is there the phone. yeah it was interesting with uh with uh, the one the 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 man who was away at school he's yeah he's 20 21 years old and he and he was cool with it though i mean again it was something that they had talked about they were comfortable with it and he was comfortable with it uh, as well the one who was being kind of checked in on but i also think at, at 20 years of age um yeah, I don't want my dad checking in or my mom checking in on me when I'm away at uh, at college. Is there an age range or that that you think that this is good or right for or again, is it just simply what the family agrees on? And what you know what, and what I, happens when someone wants out? I think that's a fantastic question and I think this is the conversation a family needs to have at a family meeting before it's ever established like what are the parameters here so if you're getting a phone in grade seven which i think is a reasonable age and socially when they're in junior high in alberta you know it becomes a social thing so what are what are the expectations in fact people can go to one of our websites no phone family day and they can download a family uh, technology agreement family plan it will give them somewhere to start download that for free from us it gives you somewhere to start talking about this. And we have to get really clear with our kids. So, um, you know, and I think you've got to phase out just like everything else. We have to allow our children to learn that they can do this. Maybe they'll make a mistake, but they can pick themselves back up. So if they stayed out too late one night at university, what's the natural consequences of that? How are they going to learn not to stay out too late? And it's and it's interesting as well because a parent could go on there and and see something and then maybe use that as punishment. Yes. And that can be a real that that's another, you know, sticky wicket right there. It is a sticky wicket. And at parenting power we don't believe in punishment. We believe in discipline. And discipline is the whole goal of discipline by parents, which children need, is to teach self-discipline to kids. So you've got this time when you have them at home to teach them, but it's, consequences are established before. So, you know what, if you choose to be late to, you know, um, uh, let me think of an example, you know, if you choose not to wear mittens, your hands get cold. Yeah. You know, that's a natural and logical consequence. You know, if you choose not to get your schoolwork done by 6 o'clock, maybe you naturally then you're choosing to miss your hockey practice. Mm. Like, parents have to establish all this before. Now, before I get the backlash, I'm not suggesting kids have to miss hockey practices, but you know what I mean. We have to set up, but it's the child's choice. It's not mom and dad taking the iPad away and being mean or taking their phone away because you didn't you didn't say you'd be where you were going to mm-hmm. be. But I think when we're checking on our child, um, it takes the responsibility of off them to to let us know where they are or that they've arrived safely. Mm. Mm-hmm. And that and that's important. I, again, that's one of the things. It's like, okay, let me know when you get there, and and, and they do that. I just um, I, I wonder, 
you know, generations of kids grew up <laughs> mm-hmm. without having their parents um, tracking them on their uh, on a phone. And I think most of us did fairly well. I just. You know, again, maybe it's another tool in the toolbox, but I, I just think it has uh, a little much. I, I do think it's too much. I do. I do. I agree with you. And again, I would encourage parents, like, are you really just checking once if they're there? Or are you checking if they're still there? Or, you know, like, how many times are you checking? It's it's not fair to the child. Wow. It's, it's, our well, actions are really telling our kids we don't trust them. Well, yeah, and, and you know, that parents would say, oh, I, I would never snoop unnecessarily. I would never go into whatever. I don't believe that because we're all going to be nosy. We're going to do it. Absolutely, you're going to go into triple check. I've seen it happen. Yes, we've all done it at some point, I think, and it, and it doesn't feel good. No. So, again, when you, you mentioned kind of off the top about building trust uh, with your kid, that, that, that we have to model trust, honesty, and responsibility. Building trust with your children, how do you do that? You start small. You start really small, and you set them up for success. So it might be, you know, uh, a four-year-old with you standing on the corner and him walking across the street by himself to um, the mom waiting on the other corner Mm. for a play date. And then you just build it up. And maybe when they're in grade three, you say, okay, I'm going to meet you halfway. I'm not ready for you to walk all the way home from school by yourself. I'm going to meet you halfway. But then by the the time they're in grade six, of course they're walking home. And, And those age limits might be different for every family. But we have to say, okay, you want to go to the mall with your friends the first time? I need to know how you're getting there. You need to let me know when you're there safely. But then when they're in grade nine, by the time they're in grade nine or 10, mm. we've got to trust that they know how to do that. If mm-hmm. we're continually driving them, picking them up, checking, never letting them take public transport with a friend, you know, friends at, at, a, at an older age, um, they don't learn these skills. Mm. Interesting. And we're sending them the message that they can't do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's more information on this, and you can download that form as well at the website. Gail Bell is the co-founder of Parenting Power. ParentingPower.ca is the website. Gail, great to talk to you again. Thank you for this. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. Uh, you can follow them on Instagram uh, as well as, uh, as I do. So about 20% of parents with children between 13 and 17 admit to tracking uh, their kids' locations using one of those, like, what is it, that uh, Find Friends app or whatever it is on on your phone. Um, Do you do it? How is it working out in your house? 780-496-0063. As I said, I don't like it. Um, I I don't like it when when the boys were uh, living at home with us. I'm like, no, you know, and and there were nights that we questioned and we wondered and and all of that. But again, I think it's about, you know, building that trust and, you know, letting them make mistakes. But I'd love to hear from you on on this one. It says you should absolutely be tracking your kids if they're under a certain age. Um, You know, 21 would be odd. My son is 21 if I tracked him. But we're very honest and open about where he's going and who he's going with. Yeah, and I also think, you know, that age frame as well. Um, You know, 13, okay. 8 to 13, I might think a little bit, you know, better than... 16, 17, 18, 19, the dad that is monitoring his his son in university. 
you know, in a different city at the age of 20. And again, the son says, yeah, it's okay. I don't mind. But I'm like, come on already. Let me know what you think.